Today is going to be all about the Ducklings as we catch up on some odds and ends, including World's Juniors, a couple new hires down in San Diego, and a tribute to Vin Scully. Let's hit the music. You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you may be. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, welcoming you to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And I'd like to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And also just want to take the time to welcome those of you listening in on YouTube. Love talking to you guys. So yeah, um, you could follow me on Twitter, as I mentioned. You could email me. So yeah, be good to hear from some of you guys again. All right, so let's catch up with some odds and ends. This is going to be about the Ducklings. And what I mean by that is no actual Anaheim Ducks talk. But this is going to be about World Juniors and about the San Diego goals. Once again, kind of fitting since it's typically goals Thursday. I'm recording this on Thursday. So I think it's rather fitting to have this. And we'll begin today talking about the World Juniors. Now, I know there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Hockey Canada recently. I touched on that on a recent podcast. And Hockey Canada is going through a lot of stuff. In fact, a lot of people are downright not going to watch World Juniors because of that. But you know what? As someone that covers the Ducks, I feel like I'd be a little bit obligated to at least watch this because the captain for Team Canada on World Juniors is the Ducks' mega prospect, Mason McTavish. Yes, Mason McTavish, who led Hamilton to an OHL championship not too long ago. He's now going to be captaining Team Canada. So congrats to Mason McTavish on that. Tournament begins next week, so be on the lookout for that. As far as other Ducks on there, there's actually three Ducks on the roster. Rather, three Ducks prospects, I should say, on the roster. Of course, I mentioned Mason McTavish, who is the captain for Team Canada. He'll be wearing number 23. You have Nathan Gauthier, who's going to be right there with him. Probably going to be a little bit more of a depth piece he is a little bit younger, but Nathan Gauthier will be on there. As well as fantastic prospect defenseman, Olin Zellweger, who, by the way, we share a birthday. Olin Zellweger and I are also birthday twins. Also September 10th, also a Virgo. What's up? So Olin Zellweger, who's a birthday twin with Troy Terry and myself, he'll be out on defense. He will probably log some heavy minutes for Team Canada here. And he'll be wearing number three for Team Canada. By the way, we also have Nathan Gauthier wearing number 21. So those are the three Ducks prospects on that team. Another captain, assistant captain on there, Kent Johnson, who you might remember from the last World's Junior, who put up some fantastic numbers. He's currently... I guess, I don't want to say owns, but the rights to him are with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So Kent Johnson should figure to have a monster tournament for Team Canada. But I think 
if there's anyone that you have to watch out for, it's obviously Mason McTavish, who starred for the Hamilton Bulldogs. In fact, he made the OHL his, well, yeah, he, he made it his own. Mason McTavish did, he was a man among boys. That's how he played. And he's going to use that large frame to get a number of goals, not only for himself, but for Team Canada in general. He'll figure largely in the power play. He'll also figure into the power play as he did in Hamilton. So I would expect Canada, I just got to say, I expect them to make the gold medal game. It's going to be gold medal game or bust for Team Canada. And given this roster that they have, they have Sebastian Kasha, Kasa on goal along with Brett Brochu and Dylan Garand. But it's going to be the Sebastian show for Team Canada. So I think he's going to be one of the stars on this team. Ryan O'Rourke is on this team along with Lucas Cormier on defense. He's going to figure a lot. Will Quill, he's going to really be a big part. So is William Dufour. I think he'll be a big part of the team. Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard is super young. I think he's going to be a top pick in a future draft. I mean, Connor Bedard is only eight. Like he just turned 18. Uh, not, no, 17. He just turned 17. Let me check myself on that. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he's not even 18 yet. And he's already on Team Canada. But he's already going to log some decent minutes there. So I am looking forward to World Juniors for the reason that there are three Ducks prospects and that Captain Canada is the top, I think, the top Ducks prospect. Zegris can no longer be considered a prospect. He's played enough games. He finished his rookie season. Same with Jamie Drysdale. So now the top prospect for the Ducks is Mason McTavish. And considering the year that he's already had, you know, he played for the Ducks. He played for the goals. He got injured, had that three-game stint in San Diego, which was possible because that was a rehabilitation assignment. Then he finished his nine games with the Anaheim Ducks. Then he played a few games with the Peterborough Peets, then got traded to the Hamilton Bulldogs, also played in the Olympics. I mean, this guy has been everywhere for the past season, and it continues with Team Canada. Well, he did play in Team Canada with the World Juniors, and then those got canceled because COVID outbreak happened. And he's going to continue. Part of me thought he was going to get a break at some point. But no, he's going to keep going. Right now, he's motoring at 100 miles per hour. There is no stop in this guy's game. So I look forward to seeing some of the highlights. I mean, I have posted a ton of McTavish highlights on the Locked on Ducks Twitter pretty much all season long. I think very highly of McTavish. And in a weird way, I mean, this is going to be kind of controversial. Maybe this is a weird take. I feel like the way I've been talking about McTavish, I find myself pumping the tires more for McTavish than I have been Zegris. And that is not to say that Zegris is not a stellar player. Zegris is a star. But the way McTavish has been going, there's no reason to think that McTavish isn't going to be a star player for the Ducks in the future. He's absolutely going to be a star. And Ducks fans should be so lucky to have both Zegris 
and McTavish. And I cannot wait till both of them are on the Ducks next season. So we wrapped up that little odd and end. We're going to talk about the San Diego goals after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including futures lines for who's going to win the Stanley Cup. You also have Major League Baseball. That's still going on. How about them Dodgers? They're in first place in the National League. They're looking really good. The trade deadline just happened. So this is going to be a very fun couple of months left in the MLB season. And of course, you have football starting in a month. You have basketball starting in a couple of months. You have hockey starting in a month and a half. So to check out all the action, head over to Bet Online using your mobile device or your laptop. Once again, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we continue talking about the Ducklings. And this isn't going to be about players. This is going to be about the San Diego goals because this morning they made a couple of new hires that I do want to talk about at length. They named two assistant coaches, not one, two assistant coaches to be behind the newly named coach for the goals, Roy Summer. Jason Clark and Chris Spare are going to be the assistant coaches, or Chris Barry, for the San Diego goals. So a little bit about both gentlemen. Chris Barry, he is a German national national player. He played most of his years in the DEL with a number of teams, including the Acerloan Roosters, ERC Ingolstadt, and hey, look who's back. Ice bet in Berlin. Yes, the Berlin Ice Bears. He played there for a season. Did fairly well in the DEL. Got a lot of playing time. Got quite a few points, a lot of goals. And, you know, he just retired not that long ago from hockey. So the natural transition was to go into coaching. And first year out, he was an assistant coach with the Niagara Ice Dogs of the OHL. So why does that team name sound familiar? For those of you in SoCal, the Niagara Ice Dogs was the team that a certain LA Kings prospect was on, someone by the name of Quentin Byfield. So he's familiar with Byfield. He also went back to coach East or assistant coach EC Salzburg in Austria. Two years or last season, he was the associate coach for the Flint Firebirds of the Ontario Hockey League. So he's got a bit of coaching experience, and now he makes his big leap into the AHL. Good for him. Now, to be fair, he did play in the OHL as a junior and also had some time in the ECHL with the Columbia Inferno and the Idaho Steelheads. Yeah, he was a Steely back in the day of the ECHL. Um, some of you may have seen him play. He was with the Idaho Steel Heads back in 08-09. And that was the Ontario Reigns' first season in the ECHL. So yeah, he would have played against the Reign down here in Ontario. So just a little bit of maybe we've already seen a little bit of him in action. Who knows? I mean, I, I would have to go back and check. I mean, that was a long time ago. But he has had... 
a lot of good experience and is one of the assistant coaches for the San Diego goals. So good for him. The other assistant coach, this is a big name in coaching and a fantastic hire for the San Diego goals. Jason Clark. Jason Clark is considered one of the best juniors coaches up in Canada. I've heard nothing but glowing reviews about Jason Clark. So a little bit about him. He has been coaching for the better part of two decades. He's from Carleton Place, Ontario, Canada. He last coached for the CCHL. So the CCHL, by the way, is the Central Canada Hockey League. This is a Junior A Hockey League. And Junior A being one of the top uh, tiers for Junior Hockey up in Canada. And this is a league that is operated mostly in the greater Ottawa region. So you have 12 teams that are in that small little region around Ottawa. And those 12 teams all play there. And it's been dominated for the last few seasons by the Carleton Place Canadians. In fact, the 2014 season saw the Canadians set a league record for most points in a season, 110 and a league record, 54 wins. Oh, by the way, that's 54 wins in a 62-game season. They won 54 of 62 games, which means they got 110. This is not a joke. 110 out of a possible 124 points. That is disgusting numbers. Carlton Place, for the last seven seasons, has had the best record in the CCHL, and he operated there as a GM, as a head coach, as a franchise owner, and that was rewarded because he was the head coach for the WJAC Canada East under-19 teams, not once, but twice. So he's got some good teams under his resume, in fact, one of his best seasons was in the 20, I want to say the 2010, or not 2010, um, no, the 2018 season, where Carlton Place had 53 wins. And one of those goalies that was playing for Carlton back in those days is someone that you may have heard of, and this is more juniors talk, but someone that did well in the 2019 team, also 2018 is a goalie that you may have heard of if you follow juniors and Canadian hockey. Some guy by the name of Devin Levi. If that name sounds familiar to you, Devin Levi was the main goaltender for the WJC Canada team back a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, he happened to be the goalie when they lost to Team USA in that World's Junior. It happened to be around that time. So, yeah, he went 6-1-0. and He did have a stellar 9.64 save percentage and was very good. And going back to Carlton Place, he set a league record with a 9.41 save percentage. And even last season with Northeastern, he's, he somehow secured a 9.52 save percentage. So, yeah, he's seen some good goaltending. And now Jason Clark gets to help coach another stellar goaltender 
in Lukas Dostal. So Jason Clark has really been around the block, you know, coaching for the better part of two decades. He first coached the Carlton Place Canadians back in 2009 and has been just a force in Junior A. And now he, and last season actually, he was the assistant coach for the Shawinigan Cataracts of the Quebec League and is now making the jump to the American Hockey League as the as of right now, it looks like he's going to be the head assistant coach for the San Diego Goals. So hopefully he will continue to bring those winning ways down to San Diego. So once again, those two coaches, Jason Clark and Chris Sparry. We're going to head into the second intermission of this podcast. And we're going to have a little bit of a tribute to the late Vince Scully on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to conclude today not talking about hockey, but we're going to talk a little bit of baseball because this was a major event that just took place Wednesday night as Vin Scully passed away at the age of 94 in his L.A. area home. I mentioned he was 94 years old. He spent 67 years as the broadcaster for the Dodgers. Of course, many of those being in Los Angeles. A few of those starting off with the Brooklyn Dodgers back at Ebbets Field. He moved with the team when they moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles and called his last game in 2016. Yeah, this this one hurts. I mean, even though Vin Scully lived a full life, I knew that this was going to be emotional for a lot of fans, especially here in Southern California, who grew up with Vin Scully. And we are, we're very spoiled. I mean, me being a basketball, baseball person, we were very spoiled to have Chick Hearn and Vin Scully. Chick Hearn, the longtime announcer, play-by-play for the Los Angeles Lakers. And Vin Scully, who could paint a picture with his words. He, He was the best that there ever was. When you do that for as long as he did. He knew how to draw an audience in. And even though he was supremely humble, he he knew what he meant to the franchise. He knew what he meant to a community. I mean, yeah, I was one of those people that brought my radio to the ballpark to listen to Vin Scully over and over and over again. And I even did it up to the point where I wouldn't do this with my phone, but I still did this up into maybe the 2010s where I would bring a radio and say, you know what? I, I got to listen to Vin. I have to. And it was the best time. It really was. Even to the point where I would bring it for just three innings because there was a time where Vince Scully would do the whole game and then he would be on the radio for the first three innings and then it would go to Charlie Steiner and Rick Monday for the final six innings of the game. And that practice went on until 2016 when he finally retired. And then it's been Charlie and Rick ever since. But I remember those days very fondly. And while everyone has a Vince Scully story, I don't really have a personal 
I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say I don't. I, I love, I've loved broadcasting since I was a little kid. I always wanted to be a play-by-play or a public address, and I get to do that. I mean, I get to be one of those people that does public address now, and I get to talk to you guys about hockey, not baseball, but it counts nonetheless. And I remember growing up that I would try to look out for Vince Scully, you know, from up in the booth, and I knew exactly where he sat too. So a couple of times I would, you know, like wave up to the booth. You know, he'd kind of look down and just kind of smile, but I I never knew if it was at me or anything. The one time that I did interact with him closely was when he stepped out of the press box in the club level, which you are allowed to go to, by the way. At least the club level where the little team store is at and where the game used stuff is at. And me, along with a few others, you know, we'd camp out. Not camp out, but we'd wait around till the end of the game because we knew that Vince Scully would leave that area. And I did this a couple of times where I waited there. And I would wave to Vin. He'd smile and give a little hand signal back. One time I did say hi, and he actually said, like, hello, because I was one of three people there. And I wasn't going to just ask for an autograph but because he was in a rush, but I did at least want to say hi, Vin. And he at least said hello back, which meant the world to me at the time. And I recall, you know, seeing him do his little smile and say hello and then head to the elevator right across the way. So, you know, not much of a Vin Scully story there, but what he meant to the city is, is beyond words. I mean, he is the fabric of LA sports. He is the fabric of not only Dodger baseball, but baseball in general. You know, he called so many World Series. It was lucky that he called the 1988 World Series because this was at a time where the World Series broadcasters were being alternated in even years. So if the Dodgers had made the World Series in 87 or 89, we would not have gotten Vince Scully on the call. But because it was an even year, we were lucky that Vince Scully was calling that 88 World Series between the Doyers and the Athletics. We were also lucky enough to have him in the 86 World Series, which is infamous in its own right. I mean, I could talk about Dodger calls left and right, but some of my favorite Vince Scully calls. First off, the catch. My mom is a huge San Francisco 49ers fan, which I know is infamous. I mean, you know, it's not typical to be a 49ers fan in Southern California when you had the Rams and the Raiders here. But she loved Vince Scully's call of the catch. You know, Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. It's one of his best calls ever. As far as other big events, he called the 1956 World Series where Don Larson had the perfect game. He called Sandy Koufax's perfect game. The 86 World Series. That is an unforgettable moment in baseball history where the New York Mets tied the game, bottom of the ninth, game six, and then it went behind the bag. It went through Buckner, here comes Ray Knight, and the Mets win it. Great for Mets fans, still haunting Red Sox fans, still giving them nightmares to this day, the Bill Buckner play. But that's a memorable call. And of course, the iconic 1988 call where Dennis Eckersley throws that backdoor 3-2 slider to Kurt Gibson. He whacks it, 
And you know you know Vin Scully's call there. You you, you all know it. And the pitch. Driving to right field. And those last words. Into right field, she is gone. Yeah, that that's all that Vin Scully had to say. That was it. And that's that's just a memorable moment to this day. Just a memorable call by Vin Scully. And after that, he called a lot of great Dodger moments. He called, obviously, you know, the great 90s Dodgers teams, all those consecutive rookies of the year. He called Lima time. He loved Lima time. Got to call the Dodgers in that 08 run. It all ended with Charlie Culberson getting a walk-off home run to clinch the division. And it finally ended October 2nd, 2016 at AT AT&T Park against the San Francisco Giants. And I love that sign-off where he said, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. And he wished everyone a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be. And I will admit that a part of me, like, I I did shed a tear when he said that. I was a little bit sad at that point. So, yeah. Just, the he was the goat of baseball announcers, and he will be missed. Once again, Vince Gulley passing away at the age of 94 he will be missed. I mean, you know, I grew up with Vin. I grew up with Vin Scully. And I at least still have all those great memories of hearing those great calls and hearing story time with Uncle Vin. At least we have those great clips on YouTube. We'll be able to watch that over and over and over again. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Next time, I will not be alone. We will have a special guest on on the next episode where it'll be Jersey talk. Hopefully video will be working the next time I do this. Apologies for those of you on YouTube video, not quite working. Hopefully it will be working next time, but just a reminder that as my phone is going ballistic here, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Twitter, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, among others. You could email me at locked on Anaheim ducks at gmail.com. You could follow me on Twitter my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thanks for making this your first listen. Go ahead and make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. Thank you all so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another as my phone continues to go off and Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.